All right. So, as I said, we're uh, continuing Exodus 20, and we're going to read um, all the commandments up to where we've gotten as a review. So, beginning in Exodus 20, beginning in verse 1, it says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above, or that's in the earth beneath, or that's in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of your fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commands. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. But in, for in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that it may go well with you. Uh, I lost my place. Um, uh, Okay, sorry. Honor your father and your mother, uh, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God has given you. I was telling you what uh, the other, we'll come to the other part later. Anyway, that is the word of the Lord. Let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word, Uh, Lord. I do um, pray that as I preach, that your Holy Spirit would carry me along. Uh, Lord, I pray for them the same, uh, that your Holy Spirit would carry them along. Uh, Lord, that you would uh, keep them alert as everyone got less sleep. Uh, But even more than that, that the seeds of your word would penetrate their hearts for their own good. I pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, today we're actually making a big transition in the Ten Commandments. Anyone know what transition we're making? Well, the first four commandments relate mainly to our relationship to God, how we relate to Him. Now, and that's summarized in the greatest commandment. So the greatest commandment we find in Matthew 22, it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. So you basically summarize all four of those in that greatest commandment. Then, now, the last six can be summarized in the second greatest commandment, which we also find in Matthew 22. It says, and a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. This is known as the second table of the law. You'll hear that in older writings. So the first table is the first four. And so now we've kind of moved horizontally. Okay, so we move from the first four vertical now, being us and God now, horizontally. This morning we're looking at the fifth commandment. And uh, so it's talking about um, respect of authorities. How are authorities shown respect in our society? Maybe an easier question to answer is how are they shown disrespect? That's an easier one to answer. We have lots of examples of that. You don't have to read the news very long to find plenty of examples of disrespect of authorities, either by the news sources themselves or by the people they're talking about. What about in schools? Anyone, any kids in school? How are, how are authorities spoken of in schools? How about in the home, even closer to home, right? We all struggle with that in every home. So that's what we're looking at. Look at page seven. Let me outline how we're going to look at this. We're answering the question, why should we honor all authorities? We'll answer it in three ways. All authority is established by God, first. Second, honoring authority is a joy to God, 
the authority unto us. And then third, honoring authority results in God's blessing. All right. Oh, and by the way, each point gets shorter as we go. Just a note. All right. All authority is established by God. Kids, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you first. Since this command addresses you, it's very clear. Who are you to honor in this command? You can even say it. That's right. Parents, cheater, you're an adult. <laughs> right. Parents, your father and your mother. Okay. What does honor mean? Well, certainly it starts for a child in the home. It starts with obedience. You just, you do what they say. But is that all that honor means? Does it mean anything beyond just obeying? It does. It's an issue of the heart. I mean, kids, haven't you ever obeyed on the outside and you're angry on the inside? You're like, I'm going to do it, but I'm not happy about it. That's breaking the fifth commandment. Because the fifth commandment says honor them. It's to show them respect. You could use that word somewhat interchangeably, honor and respect. Now, adults, you have parents too, don't you? I mean, even if they aren't alive, you still have parents. This command applies. It, it, it doesn't give a, an age limit, does it? It says, honor your father and your mother. Yeah, so we need to understand, I say all authority is established by God. I didn't just say your, your mother and your father. What does this mean? Now, now, if you're an adult, do you have to obey your parents? No, if, you're, if you've grown up and you're an adult, no, but no longer. But this respect, we carry that our whole lives. We honor our parents our whole lives. So why do I say all authority instead of just mother and father? Okay, so one thing you have to, hopefully you've realized this by now on the Ten Commandments, each one of them is in seed format. Another way to say that is it re- each one represents a whole category. It's not just one single command. It's a whole category of commands. This one addresses authorities, okay? What's the first authority anyone has in their lives? Mom and dad. So that's what this command specifically addresses, though it's addressing the whole category. So that's why I say all authority has been established by God. The scripture speaks even of father. It says, um, the king is your father. Isaiah 55, 23. It says, honor the emperor. 1 Peter 2, 17. It says, pray for government leaders, just as Brandon did. 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Did you know this? Old men are to be honored as if your father... That's what 1 Timothy 5 says. Spiritual leaders are called fathers. 1 Corinthians 4.15. So you see how the Bible even itself calls many different people your father. Because in a sense, right there, any, anyone who fills that role of authority is like your father. Romans 13.1.2 is helpful here. It says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there, listen to this, there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. You can't get clearer than that. It says every authority was instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist it will incur judgment. Now, do remember, this is written in a time when you did not have, like, super godly leadership. You had, like, Nero, and you had bad dudes who were not Christians, who were not being kind. And this is when this was written. It said, honor these authorities. So we don't get off just because we say our authority isn't good. We'll come back to that. Okay, so why should we honor all authorities? Because all authority has been established by God. We got that. Okay, so um, parents, have you ever uh, left your kids with a babysitter? And don't you have this conversation right before you leave? So here's babysitter, here's your kids. And you say, kids, we're going to be back in three hours. I want you to obey this babysitter just like you obey me. Don't we all have conversations like that? 
for their kids. Because we're leaving and little, you know, 15-year-old Susie, you know, the kids are like, oh, we're not going to obey her. And you say, you listen to her and you do what she says. Right? Don't you have that conversation? The fifth commandment is God having that conversation with you. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's, and, and I'm going to do this a lot. So we have three levels here. Person under authority, in authority, and God. Okay, memorize that because we're going to use this a lot. Okay, so here's God, and he says to you, I want you, just say, here's the babysitter, I want you to obey the government because I have established the government. Okay? God says, I want you, kids, to obey your parents because I've established them. Do you see that parallel? Just like the babysitter conversation. That's what God's doing. We have to understand that up front. I mean, really, honestly, the, your kids should obey you not because you're bigger or stronger than them. The only reason is because God told them to. God placed you under God's authority and put them under your authority. It's important to understand. Now, there's three really big reasons that this is hard. This is, applies to you adults and kids. We all share these, okay? Three reasons. One is, and you might want to write these down. These are subpoints under point one if you're a note taker. Okay, so three reasons. Uh, not all parents have always acted honorably. That makes it difficult. Secondly, we're all born prideful. That's a problem. And then third, our culture conditions us to despise authority. All right, let me walk through those three. And this will really help understand why this is so hard. Not all parents or any authority have acted honorably. Isn't it hard to honor someone who's acting dishonorable? Absolutely. I mean, your boss, do you really love honoring them when they're acting like a jerk? No, it's hard. But is there like an exception clause in the fifth commandment? Like a little asterisk. Look close in your Bible. See, there's a little asterisk after that. No, there's not. It doesn't say like obey them unless they're being irrational and, and then you don't have to honor them anymore. There's no exception clause. How in the world can the fifth commandment give this command and give no exceptions? Let that sink in for a second. What it's saying is even when authorities aren't behaving well, we still honor them. This is hard because they don't always act well. God has given you your parents. And so primarily, so here's our, our little scale here. Here you are, kid. And so God has given you imperfect parents. And so your obedience to your imperfect parents is primarily driven by your love of God. Does that compute? Let me say it again. Your obedience to your parents is primarily driven by not their worthiness, but your love of God. Parents apply that in any setting right? You primarily honor your boss, mainly because you love God and God said to. That's really important. This is hard for us at any age. Now, remember, it doesn't say obey your parents. If it said that, it would only be true while you're under their roof. We honor our parents. We can show respect in the way we talk about our parents to others. How do you talk about your parents to your friends? Do you show them honor, even when they're there to hear it? Another way to show respect is when you grow up, not cutting them off relationally. Kids, you will grow up. Your parents really want you to hear this. Don't cut them off relationally when you have your own families. That's a way to honor them. Now, of course, there's a biblical, another. this isn't a sermon on that, right, about cut and cleave to your spouse. Sure, that's, you no longer obey them, but you always have a duty to honor them your whole life. So this command doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. Now, what if your parents try to tell you what to do? Adults, have you had this happen? You're like, I'm 40, and you're still going to treat me like I'm 12? You, some of you have had that. 
right? And so what do you do then? Well, you don't have to, you don't obey them, but there's a gracious way that you can set boundaries and still honor them. This is difficult, but it's biblical. We are to honor our parents, even when they don't act honorable. Now, that's the first reason. The second reason is that we're born prideful. This one, you're all in denial about. Kids, have you ever felt like you know better than your parents? If you're honest, you'd be nodding your head. I see a few honest kids nodding their head, right? That mom and dad, you're being so irrational. If you just understood what I understood at 13, you wouldn't be talking like this. All right, now you're laughing adults, but the reality is you do it too. Do you not do that? That we all, we are prideful. Ever since the Garden of Eden, man, that snake came and said, hey, can you really trust God? He doesn't have your best interests at mind. It got so planted in our DNA. Thousands of years later, we still operate that way. Man, I know best. We just, that's our default. Every age, it just never goes away. That is our default. Our flesh works hard that we would avoid being under or honoring any authority. Now, this, if you haven't figured out, it requires a lot of humility. If you're going to obey the fifth commandment, it's going to take humility. It's going to take humility. Now, this command is actually positive. It didn't just say, hey, don't be mean, don't disrespect. And so here's neutral. It did not say just don't do anything bad. And what did it actually say? Honor. That's something proactive. That's something not just neutral, but it's actually doing something. That makes it even harder, doesn't it? Okay, so that's the second reason. What's the second reason? You're prideful, and so am I. But there's more. (laughs) Okay, our culture conditions us to despise authority. You could probably answer this one without me, but I'm going to go and tell you. Let's just go through some ways our culture conditions us to do this. Uh, Kids, how do your friends talk about their parents? Have you ever been around another kid that just is trashing their parents, just how crazy their parents are? That doesn't really help you. I mean, have you ever been to Walmart? How do kids speak to their parents in Walmart? That's not really a good example. How about TV? I mean, let's just compare. If you've, have you ever seen, maybe you've heard of kids, there's this old show called The Andy Griffith Show, right? Just search for it, watch a YouTube clip, and just watch how they respect their parents. And then watch any show, any show on regular TV, and it will be vastly different. Do I not speak the truth? So that's just an example. We're all raised. We don't even realize it, that our culture has just conditioned us. Okay, how about anyone ever heard, let's go, Brandon? Has nothing to do with this guy. You're laughing because you know, if you don't know, just add an expletive to the president's name. Our culture has conditioned us. Is that culturally acceptable? Absolutely. Absolutely. It should not be. It should not be. Our culture has conditioned us. How about wives? Have you, how about other wives? How do they talk about their husbands to you? Right? We are conditioned. It's, it's very normal just to trash every authority that God has established in our life. Christians that talk about their pastors in that way, right? It's just any, no matter what sphere we're talking of life, our culture, we're just surrounded in a big pool of disrespect. And it just makes it hard for us. So those are three big reasons, right? What was the first one? First one was, oh, sometimes they aren't honorable, right? That makes it hard. Then we're all prideful. That makes it even harder. And then third, we're just conditioned. We're in a sea of disrespect. It makes it harder. So those are three. Oh, but is there any good news? Those are three really bad news. Is there anything to help us? 
Think for a minute. What do you have that helps you show respect? Two words, Holy Spirit. Remember last week I talked about pushing a dead car? Anyone that's done that knows what a pain it is. It is not fun, particularly if you're going uphill at all, right? You, you know whether your level are like this, right? So pushing a dead car, you have an engine in your car and it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. How did Christ act when he was on earth? The one guy who should have not had to show respect to anyone. He showed respect to everybody. John 5, 19 says, Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son comes can do nothing on his own accord, but only see what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Serious, Jesus, you're going to come and say, I can't do anything by myself. I got to follow the Father. He submits to the Father. Have you heard of the Trinity, Jesus? <laughs> no, but he submits to the Father, right? Even though he is equal, he's part of the Trinity. He shows, and he does it all over the place. First Peter 2, 23 says, while he was reviled, this is by man, he did not revile in return when he suffered, We just preached through Mark. You remember at the end there, the crucifixion, he did not threaten, but he continued. This is really important. He continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. See, Jesus, here's Jesus under the high priest, under the Romans, under everybody, right? Jesus says that he kept entrusting himself to who? The Father, him who judges justly. That's the example. That spirit lives in you if you are a Christian. That's really good news. You, the, yeah, there's a lot working against this, but you have a chance. We have a chance in this because of the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for that. Now, if you're still a child, you have a, way, a great big advantage over all of us adults. You know why? You still have a mother and father present to require you to show respect. Now, the rest of us here, we don't have that advantage, but you do. So children, speaking to you again, please hear me. Do not harden your heart. Now is the time to learn this lesson. It will not get easier. Is it hard to show your, to honor your parents? Yes. It's not going to get easier when you're 30. I promise you, or 40. Every authority, it's just going to get harder. So kids, now's the time. Learn this lesson. Honor your father and your mother. Humble yourself. Never, here kids, here's a, here's a thing you can think about. Never speak to your parents in a way you wouldn't speak to me. Think about that. Never speak to them in a way you wouldn't speak to me as a pastor or a police officer or your principal. Just think about that. You should show your parents at least as much, if not more respect than you show me or any other authority in your life. There's just an easy, an easy test you can do, kids. All right, adults, you're not off the hook. Um, Let me speak particularly to parents. Do not, please do not allow your children to speak to you with disrespect. Do not allow it. Don't give in to their fits, their power struggles. They will struggle against your power. Just make sure you win for their good, for their good. Don't cave. If you cave, you're making their job so much harder to obey the fifth commandment. This is a benefit they have. Don't take it from them. They're under your authority. God has set them there so they would learn this now so they don't have to learn it later. I know it's cute in a little three-year-old. Oh, she's so cute. It's not going to be cute when she's 13. It's not going to be cute when she's 23. She's not going to change. She will continue speaking to authorities exactly the way she does right now, apart from a lot of work. Now, Scripture gives lots of parenting advice. Here's one. This is Hebrews 12. It's actually just assuming the parental things about God. It says, besides this, we have all had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. 
that's important to note. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. Kids, you enjoy being disciplined? No, but it's really important. It seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. By those who have been trained by it. Let your children be trained by it. Now, there's some of you adults who your parents, you wish your parents had heard this sermon, right? They didn't teach you. They didn't require you. They didn't sit on you and say, you are going to obey me. And so now you got to learn as an adult. And so here we are as adults, and there's nobody over you to discipline you like a parent would, and we've still got to learn this lesson. It's harder, but it is possible. How do you do it as an adult? I think a key is this piece here, ding, 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 right? If you understand, because the problem is, is every authority you immediately see, and we're adults, so we have better, better minds, and we can find all kinds of flaws. And so you say, no, no, I'm, I'm honoring this authority that God established because I love God. That's really going to be your only hope of pulling this off. It is not their worthiness of respect. It's my love for God. Okay. We've got that. Now let's look at the second. Now we're going to look at joy. Joy at all three of those levels. Honoring, this is point two, honoring authority is a joy to who? To God, to the authority, and to you. To God, the authority, and you. The world, Satan, the sinful flesh, everyone's trying to convince you the lie that you'd be happier without this command. You don't need this command. Is a lie. But it's not true. There's actually joy for everybody, right? Now let's look at each of those. Let's look at God first. Does God get joy when we obey this? If you are convinced by point one, that all, that all authority is established by God, this is not hard, right? If God established the authority, obeying it is naturally going to bring him joy. But let me just give you some scripture. Um, this is a cool scripture. You're going to study this as families this week. This is Colossians 3. If you don't have one of these, do not leave without one. It's over there on the info table. We've, um, Brandon put a lot of work into this. Our family's doing it. Super helpful. This would be a great week to start. Parents, <laughs> We're putting on a, on a silver platter for you. The fifth commandment is definitely one you should talk to your kids about. Okay, here it is. We're going to look at this verse this week. Colossians 3. Now listen as it, it does this structure in different spheres of life. Okay, it starts with wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. So you can see that. Wives, husbands, Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Now another sphere. Children, obey your parents and everything. For this pleases the Lord. There it is. It pleases the Lord. Fathers, back to fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, none of you are probably bond servants. You're all employees, right? So just put employee there. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. You see, it's over and over. He's doing these three levels. He just keeps going. With sincerity, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord, not for men. Knowing this from the Lord, you'll receive the inheritance as a reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Then masters, so if you're a boss, if you have any employees, listen to this last line. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing, so you're in the middle here, treat them justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, it just went in all spheres of life and kept clicking back and forth between God and the authority and those under authority. Super helpful. Um, I encourage you, look at that passage. There's great questions in that guide for you. 
Okay, I hope you get it. God is pleased when we honor every authority. Okay, let's go to the second one. So there's God, but then what about the one in authority? If you have employees, does it not bring you joy? Like if they, wouldn't you be great if your employees heard what Brandon said this morning? Like go ask your boss, what could I do to, to make your life easier? Absolutely. This is a little bit easier one to digest. Like absolutely. Parents, when your kids honor you, isn't it, doesn't it bring you joy? Yes. Okay, so that's the second thing. Hebrews 13, 17. It's true for pastors too. You guys honor me and show me a lot of respect. It brings me joy. Uh, Hebrews 13, 17, which you guys do great at. It says, obey your leaders, some like Christian leaders, and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who must give an account. Brandon, I must give an account for your souls if you're a member of this church. Let them do this with joy. It's a joy to lead people who are teachable. Not with groaning, that would be of no advantage to you. So parents, I just want to encourage you. Do the hard work to train your children to show you respect. It's hard work, but it's worth it. And you really have to play the long game. I know it's true. I often compare parenting to do investments. Anyone, you have a retirement account? What do they say? Invest, start early and invest often, right? And so you, it takes a long time to see the benefit of that. Parenting is the same way. Good parenting takes a long time, and then you see some dividends. Same idea. It's really worth it. As I've already said, don't give in to your kids' um, fits. I mean, they're saying, you say something, how do they respond? If it's basically anything other than yes, you probably need to have a conversation. But why? You know, all kinds of things, right? Don't give in to it. There's joy to be had. It just takes a number of years to realize it. If you have young children, now is the time. It won't get easier as they get older. That's worth repeating. Oh, dads. Let me have your attention for just saying, dads, make sure your kids show mom respect. It should be a really big deal when kids show mom disrespect and dad is anywhere in earshot. I mean, they should have dad all over them. And they realize, oh, I won't do that again. Don't show mom disrespect because dad's going to come after me. It's just really, really important for dads to do. Now, you, if you have teenagers and you realize, oops, maybe I waited a little long on this. We don't really have great track record here. Like, as I think about this, my teenager doesn't really show me respect. It's not too late. It's never too late. I encourage you. Here's a couple pieces of advice. First, talk to your spouse. That's really important. Talk to your spouse. Talk about the sermon and say, yeah, we both agree. We got a problem here. Then go to God. Second, pray. Say, Holy Spirit, we need your help. Pastor said there's an engine under this hood. We, we could really use it right now. We now have a teenager who has not learned this lesson yet, and now we got to learn it. The third thing to do is actually have a family meeting. Now, this is going to sound weird, but it really is wise. With your teenagers, apologize to them and say, you know what? We have not required the respect that we should have from you. This is really on us. We really failed at this. We're going to start, and this is going to take some work. And don't surprise them. They shouldn't be shocked. Like, what happened to mom and dad? Where did all this come from? Right? Just apologize and move forward together. They're old enough to understand what's going on. Those are three steps I would do if, you're, if you have teenagers and you realize you got an issue. And often, as you found, even if you learned it when it's a kid, it pops back up, right? There's new the sins somehow seem to resurrect. So it's just, this is important at any age. It's going to take a lot of work and discipline, but it really can be done. God really changes. If you can do it with adults, there's got to be hope for teenagers. Some of those you need to understand. Our church, as we look at this, we understand that the primary role of this falls to you, parents. 
It doesn't fall to a youth pastor. Right? We started teen Bible study, but that is not our main hope. It's this, this sermon and sermons like this. Right? That we say, here is what God's law requires, and we want to equip you parents. We make things like this because you are the best one to teach your kids to show respect, not us, though we want to be involved. And kids, you're here hearing this sermon, right? So we're preaching to you week after week, and we hope that it'll change your life. But number one thing in your life is mom and dad. That's part of our philosophy of ministry, and you probably see that in how we do things. We want to help you parents. Ephesians 6.4, many of you are familiar with that. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the... Anyone know what it is? Yes, the discipline and instruction of the Lord falls to parents. Okay, so it brings joy to God, to the one in authority, but it actually brings joy to you. Kids, did you know that you'll be happier if you obey your parents? I know that sounds strange. You would be happier if you obeyed your parents. Now, sure, in the moment, it feels really good to yell at mom and dad, doesn't it? Sure it does. Wives, does it feel good in the moment to yell at your husband? Yeah, for a second. Does it feel good to curse out the president? Yeah, for a second. I mean, all these things, it's, now it's not real joy. It's what we call sinful pleasure. Remember last week we talked about you have, your flesh has taste buds, right? And, and you can train them to really enjoy sinful things. But if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit does not enjoy it one iota, right? And so he's saying, I'm, I don't like this, and you won't like it. Joy is found in obedience. The greatest joy is not found in breaking the law, but actually keeping the law. And the other thing is, you will just, if you think like this and you're showing disrespect, you will grow bitter and miserable. You'll grow bitter and miserable. You'll see every flaw in authority and it will slowly poison your heart. It does not feel good to disrespect authority. And, and the worst thing is, eventually, it's going to erode your respect of your ultimate authority, God. God gave you these authorities so that you would learn to respect him. If you don't respect your earthly fathers, you will not respect your heavenly father. That's what scripture says. Now, conversely, there's great joy to be had in doing these things. Just like with a babysitter, your parents are happy when they come back and they get a good report. God's coming back. I hope that's not a surprise to you. When he comes back, he'd like to get a good report from all the authorities that he established in your lives, just like a babysitter. There's joy to be had. And so children, as you see flaws in your parents, Remember, you have a perfect heavenly father who finds joy in you finding joy in obeying your father. Wives, as you see flaws in your husband, you have a perfect husband in Christ. And as you see that Christ gets joy out of you submitting to your husband, then you can have joy too in doing it. Same is true with employees, with bosses. It's a win-win-win situation, right? Everyone wins. All right, most briefly, third and finally, honoring authority results in God's blessing. Look at verse 12 again. It says this. It says, honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God has given you. They were going into the promised land. Deuteronomy 5 has the repeated, when I was quoting, my read, caught when I read it, I added these other words in. Where do you get those? It's Deuteronomy 5. Um, it requotes the Ten Commandments. It says, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God has given you. So there's two angles here, natural consequences. We've talked about this. If you, if you honor authorities, you're naturally going to have a better life. It's just a reality. You learn to honor mom and dad and your boss. It's just going to go better with you. If you learn to dishonor your mom and dad, 
then, and you dishonor everyone else, it's going to break down society. That's strong words. My Bible, Reformation Study Bible, I highly recommend it, says this. Honoring parents is the foundation of society. That's a bold statement. What we are to learn as children enables us to rightly relate to everyone, either as an authority, when we're in authority, or under authority. Honoring parents anchors society and binds children to their parents in the community of faith. This is huge. This is huge. It should motivate us as parents to realize it actually breaks down society when, parent, when kids don't respect the parents. They just, they end up in jail eventually because they didn't honor the police, right? They, it just, everything breaks down if we don't start at the very beginning with our parents. Okay, so divine blessing was the second part. It's not just natural consequences. Ephesians 6 says it so well. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Did you know this is the first commandment? We've gotten all the way to five. We got no promises. Now we do. There's a promise. A promise. You will live long in the land that I'm giving you. God has promises. He says, if you will honor the authorities that I have set up in your life, then I will bless you. It's a promise. It's a promise that God wants us to enjoy. Now, many of you have been working really hard to do this, and I just want to commend you. You've been working hard to honor imperfect husbands. You've been working hard to honor government authorities that are imperfect. God will bless you. He's, he sees all. And whatever, kids, you've worked hard to honor imperfect parents. God sees that, and he will reward you for that. He promises, and he always keeps his promises. As we wrap up here, there's really no way. If you've, if you've listened, if you were only half awake for half of it, you've, you're under conviction. I am. I mean, as I wrote this sermon, I realized, man, I see ways that I am not doing my job as an authority. Or you can't look at this and not see ways we've fallen short. There's enough authorities that either we are the authority or under authority. Either by what we did or what we failed to do. And so I know some days you wake up, you look in the mirror, and you're shocked. You're like, I hope no one else sees this. Right? That's this, this is the moment. Whenever you look at the law of God closely, you're going to be shocked at what you see. God has given us his law that we may be shocked. And so if you are seeing this and you're realizing, you know what? I don't even know if I'm a Christian. I don't even know that, that I actually, like I've been trying real hard to live up to all these laws, but I don't think I, I'm, I'm doing this. Then here's what you do. You pray to God and say, God, I see what you see in this mirror. I see what you see in this mirror. So when you come to the law of God and you realize this is not pretty, God says, I know, I've been looking at it a long time. And so you're just honest to say, yeah, I I see it too. I have not obeyed your law and I need someone who has. Who's ever obeyed God's law? Yay, there's somebody that's awake. (laughs) Happens to be my wife. Well done. Okay, I heard some other little Jesuses too. Yeah, so Jesus, Jesus obeyed every law. He showed respect to every insane authority that he, that he came in contact with. And he went and died on the cross for my sins because I break the fifth commandment. I'm not always a good authority and neither are you. You're not always good under authority and neither am I. And for this, Jesus died. One simple, honest prayer can change where you spend eternity. That's amazing. Now, the caveat is, once you do pray that prayer, it gets really hard. 
because now that same law that was a mirror is now a map. And then you're like, oh, I need to stop using the presence names with expletive. Oh, okay, got it. I need to honor, if you're a wife, your husband. Oh, I need to honor my parents. Not just obey them, kind of, but actually honor them. And so it becomes a map. But you have the Holy Spirit to help you. God has given us this. He means it for our good. He actually wants you to have joy. And so my encouragement to you is, you might just want to sit down this afternoon and make a list. Where are you in authority? What spheres of your life are you in authority? Then make another list and say, what spheres of my life am I under authority? Who's in authority over me? Just make those two lists and then just do a little appraisal. How's that going? Right? Uh, I'm doing good here, here, uh, not so good here. You, if, remember what I said at the very beginning of the service, four stages? If you don't realize where you need to change, you're never going to do what? Change. The first step is just seeing it. So I encourage you, just figure out, maybe you already know, maybe you don't make any list. Oh, I know exactly what area of my life I am not honoring. Figure out what it is. God already knows. Just get on the same page with him. That's my encouragement to you. So go with this, the fifth commandment, in one verse. Honor your father and your mother, all your fathers and your mothers, that your days may be long in the land. The Lord, your God, he's your God, is giving you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our God. And you're not our God because we've been good little boys and girls and honored our mother and our father. You are our God because while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me when I was running from you. Lord, I pray that every single person here would come to understand what you understand about their sin. And they would turn to you and run to you and be saved. They would not live for themselves trying to live up to all these standards that they can never live up to, but that they would would just um, ask you to pay the price for their sins. Lord, that is my desire for them. And then I pray for all of us that you would help us um, as we want to use, we want to have a grid and be transformed out of our culture into the culture of the Word of God. Lord, it is in authority over us, and we want to submit. Please, please help us. Help me be a better authority in all the areas that I am authority, as well as honor those in authority over me. That is our prayer, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.